Folks, we're going to try and get through the entire podcast today without any interruptions from loudmouth Trump or creepy old man Joe Biden. It's just going to be good old family wholesome sports talk. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the show, we're going to talk all about the MLB postseason and the exciting matchups we have coming up in the second round. Plus, a lot of NFL action today and Cam Newton testing podcast. Positive for COVID. Oh, we'll talk about that, friends. We will talk about that. Of course, we also have to get into the Tampa Bay Lightning and their interesting Stanley Cup celebration that could only be done in Florida. So stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports starts now. And welcome, welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. For those of you out there who are new to the program, welcome. This is my house. This is where I live. And I've invited you in here for about 30 to 40 minutes of fun time while I talk about uh, athletes who could do way more incredible things than I can. But I have a loud mouth, so I'm going to use it. Uh, usually we talk about all the sports news and information from the previous week and preview what's going to happen over the next week, month, year, etc. Now, this has been an interesting few weeks. One, because, you know, it's September, so all four sports are kind of happening at the same time. Always my favorite. Normally that happens in October, but it's fine. Is it October now? It's technically October now. Way to go, October. Love it. Love it. it. Anywho... How was your weekend? Mine was pretty, uh, it was fine. You know, I did a lot of yard work. I cut things, made some wooden boxes, um, basically things that I do. And I went, I went to an apple orchard today where there were no apples. So yeah, that's fine. It was more like a farm, a lot of animals. <clears throat> anyway, I'm done talking about that. Let's talk about the sports. First off, my beloved New York Jets on Thursday, held the lead against the Broncos for all of, like, 45 seconds, and then immediately blew it, and the Broncos ended up winning in the fourth quarter. But it's fine, because that's the closest the Jets might get to a win all gosh darn season. So, way to go, New York. Way to go. All right, let's talk about some of the other games from this weekend. Uh, by the way, the Broncos won 37-28. That was Thursday, so, you know, if you hadn't heard about it yet, now you know. Saints beat the Lions 35 to 29. Buccaneers got a win over the Chargers 38 to 31. Bengals got a win over the Jags 33 to 25. All right, Joe Burrow. The Vikings got a win over the Texans 31-23. Seahawks beat the Dolphins 21 uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, 31-23. Cowboys fall to the Browns 39 uh, 49 to 38. This was a crazy high-scoring game. Uh Cleveland basically held the the Held the lead for almost the entire thing, but uh, there was a lot of back and forth play. At one point, Cleveland had 24 points in the second quarter. Uh, Dallas also had 24 points in the fourth quarter. So 
it was pretty exciting. All in all, Baker Mayfield had only, threw only for 162 yards. He had two touchdowns. Uh, but Odell Beckham, I thought this was actually interesting. So, um, so Jarvis Landry threw a 37-yard touchdown to Odell Beckham because when you're up by that score, why not just let Jarvis Landry go to town? Uh, yeah, so that was that's kind of fun, a receiver throwing to another receiver. So Cowboys, <clears throat> sucks to be you. Uh, Panthers got a win over the Cardinals, 31-21. Ravens beat the Washington football teams. Is that how you say that now? I don't know. Uh, 31-17. Rams beat the Giants 17-9. Bills got a win over the Raiders 30-23. Colts, they beat the Bears 19-11. That might be the weirdest football score I've ever seen. 19-11. What the hell is wrong with that? Just a lot of uh, of field goals. Actually, did... Did they even have a single touchdown? The Colts only had one touchdown the entire game. So that's fun. Uh, and then tonight you have the Eagles and the 49ers. That's the late one. Uh, Chiefs and Patriots. That game was postponed uh, because Cam Newton tested positive for COVID-19. They went through some rigorous testing to those who have been in close contact with them and found that it has not been transferred to anybody else. So Cam Newton probably isn't playing. Uh, yeah, he'll be quarantined for two weeks. And so the Patriots will move on. The Titans also had our first postponement after numerous positive tests on the Tennessee Titans. Really sucks for the Titans because they're finally having a good, worthwhile having season. Um, But if the Miami-Florida Marlins are any indication, they might be able to pull this out. So, uh, yeah, Titans are actually being investigated right now by the NFL. Uh, Panthers and Chiefs game. I'm sorry, Patriots and Chiefs game. I thought Panthers because of Cam Newton. Uh, So that was rescheduled for 7.05 tomorrow. And then also tomorrow night, you'll have the Falcons and the Packers, uh, which normally would be a much more exciting game than it is. So I think people are actually more excited that we have a Chiefs-Patriots game tomorrow instead. But uh, it is what it is. Looking at the standings real quick. Come on, standings. <clears throat> the Bills are 3-0. Patriots 2-1. Dolphins 1-3. And, and the Jets 0-4. The FC West is run by the Chiefs. Raiders got their first loss today, so they are now 2-1. Broncos lost uh, 1-3. Chargers lost. Chargers are 1-3 as well. Uh, wait, is this updated? Hold on a second. Okay, let's try this again. Bills are 4-0, Patriots 2-1, Dolphins 1-3, and and then the Jets are 0-4. Chiefs are 3-0, Raiders 2-2. This is where I got confused. Broncos are 1-3, Chargers 1-3. The Steelers are undefeated. They're also 3-0, Ravens 3-1, Browns 3-1, and and the Bengals at 1-2-1. Thanks to the Eagles. Titans are 3 and 0 in the AFC South, followed by the Colts at 3 and 1, Jaguars 1 and 3 and the Texans 0 and 4 yet to win their first game. In the NFC, Washington Football and the Cowboys are both 1 and 3 and yet leading in the NFC East. This is the saddest division I've ever seen. The Eagles could literally win tonight and vault up to first place. Uh, but they probably won't because it's the Eagles. Uh, the Giants are 0-4. The, the Giants could win tomorrow or t- whatever. Giants could win and vault up in the first place. Uh, Seahawks are 4-0 in the NFC West, followed by the Rams at 3-1, and the uh, 49ers at 2-1, and and then the Cardinals at 2-2. Two two. Um, yeah. 
And then the NFC North, you have the Packers are undefeated at 3-0. Bears are 3-1. Vikings 1-3. Lions 1-3. Buccaneers in the NFC South, they're ahead 3-1. Saints 2-2. Not what you'd expect. Panthers 2-2. And and the Falcons are 0-3. So, uh, yeah, a lot of exciting developments here. And one more more quick note about the New York Jets before we move on. Juju Smith-Schuster went on the record saying that if this whole Sam Darnold experiment doesn't work out for New York, that he is willing to... uh, He's hoping that the Steelers trade for Sam Darnold so the two of them can reunite. They played together at USC all those years ago. And uh, he really thinks that Darnold could be the future uh, when Ben Roethlisberger retires. And knowing the Jets, that's probably what will happen is he'll go play somewhere else and be amazing. But you never really know. All right, let's talk about the series, uh, the MLB series. So there were a bunch of great matchups last week. We're going to talk about who won. Tampa Bay uh, swept the Blue Jays. The Yankees destroyed Cleveland. Uh, The Astros got a win, two wins over the uh, Twins. The A's struggled a little bit against the Sox. I knew they would. I did say it, although I did pick the Sox to win. So uh, the Oakland A's, they'll move on. Dodgers over the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, The Padres surprisingly struggled against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, The Cubs couldn't get a single win over Miami. or Are they Miami now or are they Florida? I don't even know. Over the Marlins. Um, the Cubs got a win over the Marlins and then the Braves, uh, the Braves beat, uh, Cincinnati in two straight games. So your next round matchups include Tampa Bay and New York. I really like that matchup, uh, mostly because Tampa Bay has had the Yankees number for most of this season, but I think the Yankees have a lot more firepower and um, are somewhat looked at as the underdogs right now. So I really think the Yankees are going to pull this one out um, over the Rays, but uh, it should be closer. And this, this, by the way, is not a, this is a best of five series, not a best of three anymore. Uh, the Houston Astros and the um, the Oakland A's. So th- not, not the matchup I would have expected. Um, you know... I really thought the Astros, they, they haven't had a good season so far. You know, Altuve, Bregman, their big-name players have not been playing well, and yet they squeaked it out over a high-flying offense like Minnesota. So, uh, you know, I think I'm going to go with the Astros on this one. The A's have a good team, but they rarely make it deep into these playoffs, and I think the Astros have a lot of a playoff experience. Uh, could we be seeing another Yankees-Astros matchup the third in four years? Yeah, I think so. I really think so. So I'm thinking Astros over the A's. Plus, Houston's playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They're seen as the the cheaters, and and they're trying to shed that persona. Dodgers and Padres, I'm very excited to see this matchup as well. Division rivals going toe-to-toe. However... I think that uh, the Dodgers, the Dodgers are ultimately going to win this one. Um, you know, San Diego struggled against St. Louis. They don't have a lot of deep playoff experience, and uh, I think that LA is going to have their number here. Uh, the Marlins and the Braves. So the Braves pitching has been a little shaky. In fact, I, I was reading earlier that they may go to a, they may they may try to go to an all bullpen. Um, 
have a, a game where it's just all bullpen in the rotation and give their starters a rest. Uh, that has been popular over the, the last few years, especially with the Rays. The Rays like to employ the idea of an, an opening pitcher uh, who may pitch like one inning, two innings, and then they'll throw in like a long reliever. So it's possible that the Braves will go that route too. I think they're a much better team than Florida. I don't think Florida had any business being this far, but good for them getting ahead of the Cubs. Um, I think the Cubs might have been like the perfect matchup for them because they're usually shaky when it comes to the playoffs. We're not counting 2016. Um, So I'm going with the Braves in that matchup as well. So we got four, four good ones to look forward to. All right, moving on to the NBA Heat. And Lakers are actually playing right now. Let's see if I can get you an update on that score. Lakers won the first two games, but the Heat have come out swinging early here in Game 3. They're up by 10 points, 22-12. to This is a make-or-break game because you can come back from a 2-0 hole. You can will your team back from this. But if you drop to 3-0, no basketball team has ever come back from that. So I... I would like to see the Heat make a little bit of a comeback, give this a more exciting series. I think the Lakers shouldn't be counted out. A 10-point lead, you know, 10 minutes into the the game is nothing to be, you know, excited about. And anything can happen here. So I think the Lakers are going to eventually squeak this one out in the end. But, uh, hey, if the Heat give them some trouble today, then the Heat give them some trouble today. Now, the big news in the NBA, though, beyond the uh, the the LeBron James and the Jimmy Butler and all the teams actually playing, that's actually just those two, Heat and Lakers. But uh, <laughs> the 76ers fired Brett Brown earlier this week. He's been the coach there for about five years, uh, leading the charge with Embiid and Ben Simmons. You know, everybody thought that the 76ers were going to be you know, the toast of the town, the future of the East, the team to beat, and they really haven't done it. You know, the, last year was great when they had Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris was flying high, and this year, you know, they brought in, to uh, they kept Tobias Harris, they brought in Al Horford, really didn't transfer the same. They've struggled to get other players on the court with Embiid and Simmons and, and get them to stay, and apparently the culture here was trouble. Brett Brown was basically letting... Embiid and Simmons do whatever they want per report. So that sort of messes with the dynamic in the locker room. So I think it's really great that the team went out and gave a five-year contract to Doc Rivers. Doc was fired by the Clippers after an embarrassing loss to the Nuggets in the second round of the playoffs. You know, they were up 3-1 in that series, and then the Nuggets came back and won those last three games. So Doc Rivers was fired, but you know during his tenure with the Clippers, they not only did they rebuild three times while they were there, and and quickly too. You know they went from uh, Blake Griffin being their only star, and then they brought brought in Chris Paul, and then they had you know the year of Patrick Beverly, and and he comes out, and and the Clippers are surprisingly good, and they have this rock solid bench and then they go out and get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard so four times I'd say that he's rebuilt this roster in his time with uh with with the Clippers and turned them no into a into a team that was no longer a joke that they were for so long um I think he's going to do some great things with the Sixers you know I, I hope that Embiid and Simmons are you know ready to work because I think Doc Rivers is going to work them to the bone. 
I think these kids are going to smarten up. I know I've said over the years, Sim, uh, not Simmons. I mean, you know, Simmons has his own issues with shooting, <clears throat> especially three-pointers. Uh, but Embiid has had his issues off the court. He doesn't take care of his body very well. You know, he likes to eat junk. Um, I think Doc's going to be a positive influence on him. You know, Rivers won a, a championship with Boston way back when. Um, and, and they're excited to have him there. Uh, by the way, I heard the, the Sixers were apparently very aggressive. Like, they were ready to show up to his home, offer him whatever he wanted. Um, by curiosity, because D'Antoni was, like, going to be their guy. I think they weren't expecting Rivers to be on the market. And it, it was D'Antoni's job to lose. I think I said that a week ago. And now here we are, and it's it's not they you know I don't I don't know what I didn't actually look that let's see what happens what, what's going to happen to Mike Mike D'Antoni what are the recent rumors with him uh boop 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 oh apparently I don't know a lot of stories coming out uh, hmm. Well, I'll have some reading to do later, but uh, nothing nothing specific, just that uh, he might not have been the right fit for the Sixers. So no no rumors yet on D'Antoni, although you know, it would be interesting if he went to the Clippers. I don't think he's the right fit for that team. I'm just saying it would be interesting if he went there. I think he could end up in Indiana, though. Uh, all right, Carmelo Anthony was on uh, JJ, the J.J. Redick podcast. I I would love to listen to this. Uh, but he was going on about Phil... Phil uh, Jackson and the triangle offense when he was in uh, New York and, and why it didn't work. And this has been an ongoing discussion for years is the triangle offense, which was championed when Jackson was running the Bulls, when he was running the Lakers. Um, and so in Carmelo's eyes, it, it didn't work in New York. And first off, I should mention team stopped using the triangle offense. It wasn't popular anymore. By that point, it'd been out of style for years. The game's gotten faster is essentially what Carmelo is saying on the podcast. Uh, the game's got faster. The guys got faster. Uh, let, let's see if I have his uh, here. Here's his actual quote. The thing is that the triangle works, but the game is faster. Guys are quicker. Guys are jumping out, in the, out of the gym. We can't slow it down when we have a fast break. We can't play in a two guy front when we have Derrick Rose and Raymond Felton. This is not their game. We need Derrick Rose coming, going up and down the court. We started to slow the game, and this is where the guys weren't comfortable in that situation, and I was one of them. And essentially what he was saying is that Jackson was basically getting rid of any players who weren't fitting in the triangle offense. And uh, might not have been the best time in New York. Jackson has sort of secluded himself. The Zen Masters disappeared from the public eye. I think a lot of people have, at this point, forgotten the disastrous time he, he had with the Knicks. It, and it don't get me wrong, it was a disaster. Um but, you know, it's not entirely his fault. There's a lot of poor management involved there. While we're on the subject of the Knicks, apparently the rumor mill is spinning yet again, as it usually does for the Knicks, that Carl Anthony Towns is interested in playing for Coach Tibbs in New York. And so is Zach Levine. Could the Knicks put together a combination, two of Coach Tibbs' uh, uh former teams, the Bulls and the Timberwolves. Could we combine some players from there and form one super team, the Timberwolves? Zach Levine and Carl Anthony Towns would definitely make them a contender. I don't know if they'd make them a championship contender. However, you should recall, or you should know that Towns, even though he's been in the league a couple of years, and he's a star, don't get me wrong, he's only 24. 
So he's a young star, and you could really build around him, which the Timberwolves haven't really done. They've tried. They tried to build around him when they brought in Jimmy Butler, and didn't quite work out. And we've talked about that on the show before. In fact, I think just last week or two weeks ago. So uh, certainly would be an interesting combination if uh, if Towns and if Towns, who has the most interest in going to New York, he's a Jersey guy, if that were to happen, I don't know what kind of package the Knicks would have to give up to get him. My assumption is that would include Frank Nalikina. Um, I'd probably butcher that name every time I say it, but I don't care. Um, and maybe even R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox. I mean, there's nothing on this team that's really solid. Barrett has a future, I think, I hope. It's too soon. He could be that guy, but we might not know for another year or two if he's actually worth it. And a lot of times these NBA guys take, you know, a few years. So, yeah, maybe get rid of something, you know, Dennis Smith. I don't really know. But Carl Anthony Towns in New York? I don't know. Maybe. It could happen. Although every year, you know, there's some new rumor. Five weeks ago, was Chris Paul is coming to New York. Who knows? Nobody ever wants to come here. Speaking of New York... This, the transitions here have been perfect. The Rangers, also playing in Madison Square Garden, are buying out the contract of Henrik Lundqvist. This Lundqvist is their all-time leader in literally every goalie stat you can imagine. Um, 15 seasons, 11 trips to the foe season, um, 11 playoff series victories, a trip to the cup final in 2014, and three trips to the Eastern Conference Finals. He had 459 victories, 64 shutouts, 61 postseason victories, and uh, five, and, and uh, won the Vezina Trophy in 2012. A fantastic athlete, and uh, definitely someone I'm happy the Penguins won't have to face, uh, you know, six, seven times a year. Uh, I will say that. Um, you know, Lundqvist hasn't really been playing the last year or so, and he's definitely slowed down. You know, the Rangers had a stretch, probably the probably since they were in that Cup Final 2014. You know, then they went on the, that was one season, and then they had I think it was like three straight seasons they they played the Penguins or beat the Penguins two straight seasons um, that they you know, push themselves on deep playoffs runs. There was a time there where, where the Rangers were a solid team. And yet they, you know, they lost to an even better team in, uh, in the Kings, but that's just the way the crookie crumbles. It's a shame that he couldn't get them a cup. Oh man. So the Stanley cup this year was awarded to the Tampa Bay lightning and uh, man, they had a celebration that could only happen in Florida starting with a boat parade through the middle of the city because, you know, Tampa Bay's got the waterways and everything. A freaking boat parade and uh, ending at the Buccaneers Stadium, uh, Raymond James Stadium. Uh, <clears throat> now, here's the part that got crazy is the NHL is not too happy that uh, as the night went on, social distancing got worse and worse. There are pictures with players without their masks on. There are pictures of people and, and including non-players who haven't been tested for COVID drinking out of the Stanley Cup. So if there's a large spike in the city of Tampa Bay or just Florida in general, that could be one of the reasons why. But, 
<laughs> I, I gotta give him credit for still having the celebration and, uh, you know, they really deserve it. Stanley Cup's a challenging thing to win, you know, it's especially this year, uh, although they, they had the bye in the first round. They had, you know, they were fine. But, um, yeah, so, so congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, I don't believe they had won it last week. Uh, on the show when I, you know, when I, I think they still had another game to go. So uh, congrats to the lightning. Well-deserved, um, you know, years of, you know, they've, they've been a, con- not just a contender, but one of the top contenders in every year, they seem to blow it in the playoffs. So this was their chance and they took control of it. So good job bringing it back to Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh Penguins, my team that I very much love. They are making a lot of moves right now, and two in particular are very interesting. One is Patrick Hornquist was traded to the Florida Panthers. Ah, I like the guy. I love I love Hornquist. He was here for two cups. He was here for a long time. Um, he's an agitator. He's the type of guy who sit in front of the net, and uh, he was one of those one of those franchise players that the Penguins needed at the time. He's gotten slower, he's not scoring as much, and he still has trade value. So, Penguins decided to trade him to the Florida Panthers. Only issue is, he has a no-trade clause. So, they basically, in his words, he was blindsided. Um, and they basically said, like, here's the deal. We're either going to put you on waivers, or we're we're going to trade you. Which means that, okay. So, his, his options then were, well, the Panthers really want me, the Penguins don't. Um, and I could end up playing who knows where. So, okay, I'll go play for the Panthers. So that's that's the choice that he made. But uh, it, it's, yeah, it stinks that that's the way it, it ended up happening. Uh, Tristan Jari, meanwhile, got a three-year deal with the Penguins to remain as their goalie. Hmm, what does that mean for Matt Murray? So Tristan Jari held his own this year and... Uh, he's 25 years old he's i think he's a little bit younger than matt murray sure murray won those two two stanley cups with the penguins uh, with mark andre Fleury's help but uh it there's a chance murray could be on the market and and you know this type of stuff happens you know look at um look at uh, niemi with the the blackhawks won a championship there and then you know they ended up going with Corey crawford um you know, it's a similar situation with with Flurry and Murray a few years ago. Is that you you pick the hotter ten, goaltender? Murray's choked through the years. He's had a lot of bad plays, and Jari looks like he has a future in Pittsburgh. So uh, yeah, interesting development there. Maybe Mur- maybe Mark Andre Flurry comes back as a backup. Who knows? Uh, so a lot of things can happen. Oh God! All right, well, I'm done. Are you guys done? You're done listening to me. I'm done jabbering, gibbering, jib jab, jabber, jibber, diva, daba, dubbing. Perfect. Great. Fantabulous. Let's end the show. Special thanks, as usual, to Johanna Drago. She is the content editor and logo designer. We don't have a set here yet, so I'm not calling her set designer this week. Ha <laughs> ha! And uh, special thanks, as usual, to our social media warriors, Mary Kay and Gary Albert. They listen to the show every week. And I'm actually going to get to see them next weekend. So that's exciting. We look forward to having you here. Um, Not on the show. I mean, like, here in my house. All right, I'm going to stop talking. And, uh, of course, our other social media warriors, Joe Calabro, Jorge Pares, they both enjoy the show. So I got to give them some props. We got to get Jorge back on the show. He'll Maybe next week. I'm going to text him. We're going we're gonna to text Jorge. Anywho, um, well, what else did I want to talk about? 
I don't know. If you like, oh, special thanks as usual to Josh Woodward. The music for the show is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Uh, you can find a link to his website in the show notes. Sorry about that, Josh. Almost forgot about you. And as usual, if you like what you hear, find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. Just type in Sports, Sports, Sports with Nick Drago. That's me. And you can email me directly, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. I promise I check that every three months. Just kidding. I'm not kidding. Yes, I am. Uh, and yeah, so once you do all the things, you can like, comment, share, tweet at me, and all the other stuff. I don't know. I'm exhausted. And my heart's not in it. I'm going to go to sleep. Well, I'm going to go to sleep in like five hours because that's how long it takes to edit this darn podcast. <laughs> Love you guys. And I'll see you all next Saturday, Sunday. Maybe we'll find out. Okay. Have a good day. Cook.